Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party in Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, how's the day treating you? I'm loving it, Shay. We got an awesome season to enjoy, keeping very busy on top of that, and uh, another banger episode for you. A banger. One of the fan favorites. We are doing another Mastering the Legends. We are mastering the new legend, Vantage. Before we get into that, though, if you want a question answered on the show, ask it in our Discord channel, Matt, for questions, or leave it in the form of a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you want to hear us talk Apex more, talk Call of Duty, talk anything related to gaming, sports, whatever, follow us on Twitter, at and at HB Burrison. Uh, our random sporadic thoughts can be found on Twitter there. Links in the descriptions. If you want to heavily influence how we think about Apex Legends, or you want to have your voice heard on the podcast in a pretty intimate way, consider signing up for our Patreon. Every single month, our patrons have the opportunity to participate in a discussion episode where we either vote on a prompt or we provide a prompt, and all patrons have access to share with us their thoughts. And we will not only read it on a bonus episode of the show, but really respond and interact and kind of spitball about how you view Apex, what are your favorite things, what do you think should be changed, and it's a pretty sweet benefit. And there's that and a lot more down in the description. Yep. With that, though, let's dive right into Mastering Vantage. So Vantage, a great legend, real name, Siomara Contreras, uh, age 18. She's the youngest legend in the game, comes from the homeworld of Pagos, and her kind of like tagline or code name is Sniper Savant, which I think is pretty freaking cool. Uh, Vantage being so new and recent, everyone's been following along. If you listen to the show, we've talked about her lore endlessly, so we're not going to like reiterate every little thing about her lore. But what I kind of want to do is just ask like bird's eye view, what do you think of her lore? How does it kind of compare to the other legends that have come in semi-recently? Are you a fan or you think maybe this one uh, needs some work? I like her personality. Um, I think her voice lines are great. I think having a younger legend really opens things up to create a very likable character. Um, she definitely is not as innocent as Watson. She's completely like accepted the fact that we're here to kill, um, which I think is a, a hard hurdle uh, to jump over when writing a new legend that's young. Um, but on the lore side, I think you're hitting, hinting at the fact that it maybe is lacking a little bit of these big answers to questions that we often ask. Yeah, I think the, the, obviously the big question right there is like, we get why she's in the games from her lore. We don't really know how she gets into the games, which is something Henry and I have maybe been more interested in than most people. I think her lore is pretty good though, honestly. Uh, like generally speaking, I think she is not a Titanfall legacy character or someone that has immense relations to previous characters uh, in the past. And because of that, the hype isn't the same. This is more like uh, kind of some of the older legends that have come into the game. But what is always interesting with a legend like this is maybe there's an opportunity for her to kind of sneak up on you and how she fits into the story. Like, we don't know how she has connected to any legends in the game, but we have this big mystery of like, her mom, what she was like falsely accused for to get into prison. She's still kind of a bit of a, maybe a survivor or like a 
does have those Maggie vibes to an extent, like pretty, pretty intense. Maybe she links back to Legend of the Way. How does she link to the Syndicate? What's that relation going to be like? Or how is Vantage going to get other Legends to be influenced to be more outspoken about their like beliefs on kind of like a systemic and political level in the Apex universe to the games? Like she could really shake things up from that perspective, and that's what I'm kind of excited to see going forward. I I think I said it on one of the last episodes that. I am betting on a connection to Silva in mm-hmm. some way, uh, at least between the mom. Um, and I think that will be pretty big to the story. So hopefully her being new and not as tied to mm-hmm. the universe and other legends will be a positive. I'm really curious about that tagline, the sniper savant. That kind of word implies that perhaps uh, Vantage is on the autism spectrum. And I need to get that either confirmed or dismissed. Mm -hmm. But that would be pretty interesting in terms of inclusivity and could explain a lot about her personality if it's in fact true. Yeah. I actually, we'll confirm it for next episode. I might have seen a dev talk about that on Twitter potentially. I don't remember off the top of my head though. Um, Let's dive into Vantage as a character though and the abilities as we do on Mastering the Legends. We're going to go deep. Each ability everything we have found out, everything we know, and kind of our tips on how to play Vantage uh, to the best of your ability. We're going to start with the passive. Spotter's Lens. So you aim down sides to scout with your eyepiece, unarmed, or with mid to long range scopes, and use a bullet drop indicator to see where your shots will land. So this ability has a 200 meter range before you won't kind of get the information and the bullet drop and all the good stuff provided. It seems to be about a 4x zoom. We've called it maybe like a 3.5 kind of. It sits somewhere between that 3 and 4 maybe. Uh, and so I, I actually kind of like to get the exact just out of my own curiosity uh, from one of the devs. Besides that though, uh, when you're aiming down sights or just aiming at somebody with this passive, the intel that you reveal for your team is the size of their squad, the distance to the target, and the rarity of the body shields on them and the rest of the team. Uh, only one enemy's information can be displayed at a time specifically. So you can't, if you look at one player, you're not going to know what each player on the other team's body armor is specifically. You'll just know generically what that team has. Uh, Vantage is also a recon legend though. So sure he's got beacon all day, beacon all day. Um, let's go right into the tips and then we can kind of spitball a little bit. Uh, tip number one, probably the biggest, there's this blue reticle that essentially acts as this bullet drop indicator, assisted aim kind of thing with those longer range scopes. And it really feels like it gravitates to the headshots and adjusts specifically for bullet drop and range to the head. Uh, Does it for all sides except for the 2X, uh, which means the wingman doesn't receive this passive specifically. I wonder if that was like the active reason for it or it's interesting because you get the rest of the passive on the 2x except for that um kind of interesting that we don't really know why outside of our assumptions that we can make yeah it's kind of weird because by not having you still get the recon yeah from you know the two times but it makes it so that you're not getting that range support with shotguns pistols smgs um is it needed not really, except for maybe the wingman. So mm-hmm. I think that is a good place to focus that yeah. you don't have that support uh, where you may you might want it, but otherwise it's very good on the weapons that you would want it on. Yeah. Like 
ARs and snipers. It, it makes sense to me. I just think it is interesting because like I if if they felt like they needed to toe that line, I almost am curious yeah. why they didn't just say, okay, three X and up. Like that's what it is. And I mean, I'm not going to complain because I think it's cool. I love yeah. it. I'll take the intel for sure. But it is interesting that they decided to have the differentiation between the two. Yeah, to toe the line, I I kind of like it because I love the two times on marksmans yeah. and snipers. And so I'm glad that you can still have that effect with those weapons and those sights, but not being as powerful on mm-hmm, the wingman. Mm-hmm. It, was that necessary? I think it's the bigger question, but I'm glad that we have it with the two times. Yeah. For the rest of this passive, though, truly use this ability to identify weak teams in isolated areas. It's a great ability for edge of the zone fights and pushing fights that you feel you have the upper hand in. So knowing if you're outmanned as a team or if knowing if you outnumber a team and our armor team, as we've always mentioned, is just absolutely crucial to winning a fight. And it'll be a great way uh, to choose smart fights to take and pick up easy, quick points, specifically in ranked. You could definitely see some edge teams running her just because of the power of knowing if you are stronger than an opposing team. Apex is such a close game that if you can know already that you outnumber them and or you outarmor them, that's a nice advantage to have going into the fight. I think the good that comes with that, but also kind of some of the bad that we're going to talk about is it's very strong intel, but you almost require a mic uh, and really strong comms to maximize it. In a way we talked about is similar to crypto. You do get a little bit of some voice line support like crypto as well, where if you ping an enemy, you'll state their armor and the number of teammates generally. But there's just another level of intel you can provide if you are on mic, which is kind of limiting to how you can play her uh, in a full group and a full party of random people. Um, it also is not super important at identifying the armor of the enemy in sight, uh, since you'll probably hit them a second later, but more important to identify that team number and armor together. So you can obviously get that intel for yourself, but being able to see it slightly ahead, and then follow up very quickly is big. But I think you're going to see a lot of teams using Vantage to pick out, hey, you got two people versus us three. We're going to jump on this now easily. Yeah, I I think that the range of this passive is really cool Mm -hmm. for kind of running around just like Seer, you know, without a weapon out and identifying fights and potential third-party opportunities. Like, you'll be able to at a great distance, see a fight, see, should we be third-partying right now, or are both teams already up and they have a better armor than us and we need to wait longer, um, I think is the big hit to making this strong. This is an ability that we're both very defensive on because we don't think that it's overpowered. We think that this is a good ability, that it should stay as it is at least, mm-hmm. and that it's a nice UI uh, for using long-range sites and is really cool recon that will be helpful in ranked, but not game-breaking in any way. Yeah, definitely. Let's get into the tactical, though. This is an interesting part of her kit. Echo relocation. So you got a cooldown of 20 seconds once you activate and then reach Echo. And once you reach Echo, the cooldown starts to reset. So you position your wing companion Echo and then launch towards him. You must have line of sight for Echo to launch. 
what kind of goes into this. So you press the tactical button, you can direct echo in a, any direction, max distance of around 40 meters. Uh, you can reposition echo in any direction again by pressing the tactical button. Almost has kind of a similar UI and interaction to Newcastle's tactical. It's kind of fun to kind of see them use that back to back in a way, a little interesting. And then you hold the tactical button for four seconds to launch yourself to Echo. Uh, once you're near Echo, you can press jump again to activate a like minimized double jump of like what we're kind of used to with the Octane double jump. Echo will also automatically follow Vantage if you leave him out, uh, staying at a max distance of around 55 meters. And when you are shooting or scoped in or healing, you can still recall Ecto, similar to Crypto. Uh, Echo will remain on map until being recalled by the utility button. That recall is based on the max distance required for Echo to travel towards Vantage at the rate of 20 meters a second. So if Echo is at the max distance of 40 meters, it's going to take two seconds for Echo to get recalled to you. Uh, Echo has a max height that he can be placed at at over 40 meters, which is about 10 meters higher than the horizon tactical takes you, which was kind of an interesting thought that or note that Henry and I found from our testing early on. And your max jump distance, if you put Echo as far away from you as possible uh, and get him to like that 55 meter follow distance is 75 meters, just about. And then the other note, Echo can't be destroyed, which is a kind of a fun thing as well going in. Thank goodness nobody can take the bat out of the sky. Let's talk some tips, though, for this ability. So you can start your four-second launch prior to having a clear line of sight on Echo. I think this is a really important thing to know because you can use this to stay behind cover, make yourself not as vulnerable. Uh, prior to making your jump, you just have to make sure you end on a clear line of sight. Uh, but I know this was kind of like an area of concern for a lot of people was four seconds is a while. Am I going to be very vulnerable? Making sure you understand you can start that interaction prior to uh, and play your surroundings is going to be key to success for a lot of people. I think this ability also shares some strong similarities to Pathfinder's Grapple in terms of its ability to be able to close the gap on weak enemies. I think this is a good thing and a bad thing. You got to keep in mind that with that kind of movement, that really aggressive movement that can send you in but can't get you out, uh, picking your moments is very crucial because it's the last thing you want to do. I've done it already with Echo and with Vantage is you go in, you don't finish the knock or you jump on a teammate or you jump on an enemy and their teammate and then they take you out and you put yourself in a poor position. It's one of the biggest kind of skill gaps with Pathfinder that I think you're going to see with Vantage as well, which is going to add to the difficulty of using her as a legend holistically. Uh, additionally, I think proactively setting Echo up to be a potential reposition in a fight is a strong use of the ability. If you are on something, some sort of height, you're about to drop down, throw Echo, then you can retreat back up if need be. That kind of proactive setup of this ability is something that you kind of need to, I think, master to get the most out of it, knowing how I can get to an off angle. Where is my escape route if need be? You kind of always got to be aware of Echo where Echo is on the map. Uh, with that, though, you can get immense height with Echo, like way more than I think you or I were both expecting. 
And you got to maximize this one. You got to use this to truly take off angles on teams, hit them from areas that you would not expect an angle to come from. Uh, similar to how we say some people kind of use Valk or Pathfinder to an extent to shoot people from the area they're not being expected. Um, and that's something that I think is pretty powerful in Apex. You just got to be mindful of how you best use that. Uh, and then obviously throw into the fact that you don't want to take too many risks. Don't get too far away from your team sometimes or leave them stranded. That's going to be key for understanding how to best use this. One of the big questions we found ourselves asking early on is to recall or not to recall. That is the question. And it depends a bit on the player. If you want to be a bit more aggressive, you should probably recall Echo between fights. So you can deploy him quickly to close the gap, not have that two-ish second delay. Uh, if Echo's been following you at range, it's probably actually closer to three seconds if you're at 55 meters. So important note there. But if you do want to be a bit more of a reactive player with Vantage, uh, having Echo follow you around and then offer that potential getaway, if you find yourself getting surprised by enemies or just kind of caught in a position you don't want to be, can be advantageous as well. I think finding that balance and knowing when to do both is going to be something that you really need to understand to get the most out of her kit. And yeah, I think last kind of tip is, I mentioned it a little bit, repositioning mid-fight is huge, but... Making sure you're balancing, not putting yourself in danger through repositioning and not leaving your team vulnerable is a really hard talent to master and something that if players get really good at uh, can be quite, quite powerful. There's nothing like shooting an enemy in the back or shooting an enemy from the side with your teammate at the same time, grabbing a quick little knock. And yeah, that's kind of advantages tactical all in all. Um, I think the height was the big thing that surprised me going into this, and I absolutely love it. You do have to be quite close uh, to kind of get that maximum height sometimes, but it blew my mind that it was bigger than Horizon Tactical. What are your some of your, thought, your thoughts on this cue, though? Yeah, it's a huge soundbite. The height, because it was just such a surprise. We were kind of sold this legend as a, a leaping legend, um, thinking that could be more comparable to be Loba's bracelet of being able to kind of jump over things with it. Um, but the height was a very uh, positive surprise. I think it it's kind of a combination of two opposites. It's slow in the strategic placement, the very limited range at which your bat can go out, and then that activation time being four seconds that you can kind of counter by getting more comfortable with activating it early. Coupled with the opposite, that it is a fast jump, that you are not really at risk of any laser like a, a launch pad from Octane or flying with Valk. But then you have the trade off of you're not really using this like Valk's jetpack or Pathfinder's grapple in traversing ter terrain mm -hmm. while rotating. That it just it doesn't have the range for you to chuck the bat really, really far to prepare to jump on top of a wall or anything, you are kind of waiting. It's a little mm -hmm. bit more clunky in how you use it, but in terms of getting high ground right before a fight, it's very, very good. It's probably the best thing in the game for doing that consistently at the highest po possible height. Yeah. I will throw in the last thing is you're a bit loud. Uh, when you get kind of activate True. this off the end of the double jump. So do kind of know that you're going to be giving your position away if you're close enough to a team when you do kind of go to grab that height early on. I think we both would still recommend you do so because the team's going to know you're there in a second either way. But if you want to take a shot 
and then go up, that might be kind of the nice balance between those two. Uh, before we get into the ultimate, though, and talking about Vantage as a team player, uh, here's a quick word from our sponsors. Welcome back. Let's talk ultimate. Sniper's Mark. Which is an interesting kind of cooldown. It's 40 seconds per shot, and then so 200 seconds for a full mag 5. So use your custom sniper rifle to mark enemy targets and apply a damage bonus for you and your team. So that 200 second full cooldown, just for a little comparison to the other kind of third weapon uh, legend in the game, Sheila on Rampart, that's a 120 second cooldown. So it's a little bit longer. You have the weird, you can kind of use it in between, but it's an interesting note there. Details on this ability, you gain 2.5% every second. And so then when a 100 second, when 100% mark is reached, Sniper's Mark gains a bullet. And that rounds out to that one bullet per 40 seconds. It's an interesting thing where you're almost going to 500% to reload your ultimate. And yeah, you have a three to eight time, three to eight time scope on this sniper. Uh, free, but has no effect on that passive range of 200 meters. We thought you might get more, but it's that same 200 meters. You deal 50 damage per round, 75 damage headshot, and apply a 10 second debuff upon enemies, uh, which will result in other bullets doing 15% extra damage to them. And then subsequent sniper marks bullets on a debuff target will deal two times more damage. So you deal 50 with that first shot, you hit him again, that second shot is 100 to the body. 75 to the head on the first shot, second shot in a row, you hit them, 150 to the head. You can use Vintage's ultimate prior to it reaching five bullets, which is a very interesting UI that we really kind of haven't experienced like this before. You're constantly recharging uh, missed shots when either using the ability or it's on cooldown. That recharge is always going on. Um, you have a faster fire rate than the Sentinel. This gun feels very close to hit scan. And then last but not least, the ultimate has a very visible laser sight similar to Sheila, uh, maybe even more pronounced, allowing enemies to see if they are being aimed at. And that's something you got to be quite aware of in terms of some tips for this ultimate. Uh, ultimate accelerators, you can use them, but you got to know that they must be utilized within the inventory page because you can always activate the ultimate at any time. I guess if you got it like early on in the game, if you grab an ultimate accelerator off drop, you could use it with the normal left bumper, right bumper at the same time. But outside of that, you have to go to the menu. I think understanding that laser sight is going to be pretty key for maximizing this ult. You got to know that you got to be willing to give away your position to enemies if you're aiming at them and using this. So that's good and bad. You know, you can't be sneaky with this sniper. You're not going to be able to spend a lot of time lining this thing up, but you can also use the laser sight to potentially scare enemies away from rotating near you and make your presence felt just purely off UI. I almost I kind of compare it to how we see Watson being really good at deterring fights just because she's so obvious that she's there versus kind of like that hidden defense of a caustic or something else. And so knowing when to use this ult and when not to is key. Knowing when to aim at the rock that's next to a person. So maybe the laser is not as visible on them and then lining it up on them. It's going to be an interesting balance that once again, will probably require a communication with your team, which adds to the difficulty of this legend. With that, callouts are pretty key to take advantage of that 10 seconds of extra damage opportunities with your teammates. Uh, you're not really being able to 
via voice lines within 10 seconds tell people, hey, I hit the Gibraltar. Now you guys should really hit the Gibraltar because the Gibraltar is more vulnerable than normal. So you got to be vocal on comms to recognize that and let your teammates know who is marked. Um, Truly though, what this ultimate allows, in my opinion, is versatility. We've never recommended a player run a shotgun with a sniper. That's not been Henry and I's forte. What this does is allows you to have a sniper with a shotgun because you got a third weapon for free and it's a sniper rifle and a really dang good one at that. And that kind of versatility in your kit is really cool to be able to say, you know what, I want to go PK R301 and hey, I can pull out a sniper to start fights with or engage at range. An incredible versatility. And as huge sniper fans on this podcast, I think Henry and I are both uh, a fan of this ability particularly. Got to know though, this is not one where because of that limited ammo, you can't really hold positions for like a long period of time, but you can hold positions with like the the fear effect that I kind of mentioned earlier, but you can't just stay up somewhere high, just constantly firing. You got five shots. You got to know when to use them. This isn't like you're going to be camping with a charge rifle because of the sniper. Uh, And so understanding with that limited ammo, when to use it. It's going to be best. We think it actually is probably going to be most effective as that entry weapon into a mid-range fight on that three times versus that eight times most of the time. And I think that's going to be really key for the best vantage players to be able to enter a fight with, maybe even hitting two consecutive shots off the pretty quick fire rate. And then, wow, another maybe a teammate shoots them as well. Quick down, easy, 2v3 at that point. And the last thing I want to say just in terms of tips for this one is be careful what gun you're holding when you activate the ultimate because that's the gun you will come back to when you put it away. So, for example, I ran into an issue already where I was running a marksman rifle and so I pulled out the sniper on top of the marksman rifle. Someone kind of got closer to me. I wanted to switch to a close range gun, which is what I always do in my head. What you're used to is you run long range with close range, but if you flip back, to your previous weapon as the marksman rifle, then you're just kind of then you have to swap to the SMG or the shotgun, whatever you're using. You find yourself kind of in a sticky situation going through so much visual clutter to get to one gun. So maybe going, hey, running a close range gun, swap to that, then activate alt. That's probably going to be your best bet uh, to getting the most out of this ultimate. Um, Anything I missed, though, on this one? What do you think? I know you're just as big a fan as I am of having a sniper role yeah. in the game. <laughs> I, I love it. I love this ability. I love this weapon. Um, I think the only negative that I can find here is that the weapon doesn't really have a name. It's Sniper's Mark. I you know, know right? It's interesting to <laughs> kind of say that. Like, I'm using my Sniper's Mark or I'm pulling out Sniper's Mark. It's hard in-game to say what you're yeah. doing. Um, which I think is a little bit awkward, but what I can say is the weapon feels incredible. Mm -hmm. And if you are, you know, interested in sniping, definitely try this. I didn't say if you're a great sniper, you should use it. If you're just interested in the idea of sniping, you should, because it's very approachable. And one of the things I love about how the consecutive damage works is you see an enemy, you hit him in the chest for 50. Let's say you hit him a headshot for that consecutive. Mm-hmm. That's going to do 200 damage. So they're going mm-hmm. down. Two shots. Very nice. If you don't hit a headshot, not a big deal because you have that debuff ability that lasts for 10 seconds that all your teammates are going to be able to help you get that knock. 
But what I love is that if you hit the consecutive shots, you do 150 total, they go down. You're then able to hit them while they're knocked for 100 if you don't hit their knockdown shield and a limb them. And this is something I've done multiple times already in the first day. And that is so satisfying and so effective as a sniper that you can't get with any other sniper in the game outside of the Kraber. And that's a pretty valuable shot to waste on a knocked yeah. enemy. So I love that use case. But the other thing, like Shay said, that I just have to reiterate is I love sniping, but I cannot recommend sniping very enthusiastically because in an end game, in a building, having a sniper is a huge handicap. You know, you're holding mm-hmm. yourself back so much by having really just one weapon up close. But with this amazing legend vantage, you're able to have a Volt G7, Volt Flatline, R9, Eva 8, and be fully confident in any situation while having a free sniper that you don't have to carry attachments for, you don't have to loot for, that's going to help you level up your Evo throughout the whole match, going to help you get major damage to get the first knock and win more fights for free. It is so, so valuable that. I have to recommend Mm -hmm. it. And I have more to say, but I'll say it for the conclusion. (laughs) But that's kind of the point, that this is a very powerful ultimate for more reasons than just its damage potential. It allows you to play a smarter game that is less looting, more damage, and more wins because you can equip yourself so much more than any other legend using a sniper. Yeah, I won't get ahead of myself and skip to conclusions either because I'm about yeah. to. So let's let's dive into. I was. Yeah, yeah. Walk us through how Vantage works in arenas, and then we'll kind of talk team comps as well before wrapping this one up. Yeah. So the arenas breakdown is Vantage comes with one free tactical per round. They're going to cost seventy five each for a maximum of five jumps off the bat. The ultimate costs 300 it's locked for the first round and then every other round you can unlock it and when you buy the ultimate you get the full magazine of five shots what i love about this is if you buy the ultimate and you use it you fire one or two shots the next round you're gonna keep whatever was left Mm -hmm. over so if you fired one shot shot in round two in round three you're gonna have the ultimate with four shots left over this is really, really powerful when you just think about the economy of the game mode of arenas Mm -hmm. where you pretty much have a free gun for two rounds if you're using it to kind of do poke damage and instigate a fight. So that's really nice. Um, Rampart, that is not the case. So it's pretty unique. And then if you are a sniper, and I think snipers do have a place in arenas, um, and maybe isn't at the very top of the meta, but they definitely have a place. If you want to get a three times optic or a proper sniper scope on a sniper in arenas, it's going to cost you 750 on the longbow, 950 on the charge rifle, and 1,000 on the sentinel. Vantage allows you to have that at an arguably better rate, considering her mm-hmm. passive and the potential consecutive shot damage, for only 300. So, you're saving more than 50%, almost 70% when you talk about the charge rifle or the Sentinel. Um, it's a very, very good deal. So you're packing a punch. You have a lot of power. 
you have a lot of flexibility more than other uh, legend abilities in arenas. And if you're someone who buys snipers, definitely worth the shot with the mobility yeah, on top. I think that's definitely some good insights from arenas play. Not sure how many people will translate to, but uh, I hope maybe a few people yeah. get some insights off the arena stuff and uh, make the most of her. Walk us through some of the team comps, though. We always try to break down some team comp styles, and I think one thing we're going to add into this as well more consistently, and it's always kind of worked its way in, but I think I want to have it more official on Mastering Legends, is what's the ranked comp as well around this legend? How do they fit into the more competitive environment, in our opinion? So walk us through this uh, the three comps we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, we're doing a lot of different things, I think, with this specific uh, yeah. section. Because typically in a Mastering of Legends, we'll talk about team comps, and we highlight purely how to make the most of that mm-hmm. one legend. Not make the best team comp, not achieve one goal, but how to make one legend really powerful. What that means for Vantage is verticality and closing the gap after dealing some big damage yeah. at range. Um, but this is kind of a little bit of a difference. If you want to make a good team around Vantage, you want to make up for her lack of close range uh, abilities. So that is definitely going to be something to consider when building a team around Mm -hmm. her. But that first team comp, you want to have some vertical mobility. You want to be able to push after dealing big damage. The synergy between Pathfinder and Vantage is really, really nice. Being able to have the grapple and the zipline support Vantage is not only fast, but fits so well with her abilities and her ultimate. The third, I think, if you just want to double down on that exactly, is going to be Ash being able to bring Vantage with her to close that gap faster than any yeah. other legend. So that's a very strong, fast team. If you want to kind of bring Vantage into a close quarters environment or you know, one of her biggest strengths is being able to deal a lot of damage and get that first knock, but then you need to not only close that gap, but find that enemy in Mm -hmm. the first place. So isolate an enemy. So coupling Fuse or Maggie as kind of that damage dealing close quarters legend, and then Bloodhound as just a legend that can Mm -hmm. identify good opportunities. And then in a close quarter situation, give Vantage a little bit of an advantage <laughs> because she's she's lacking that. But um, um, I, I, lo- I, I like, that. like that. And that, I like love that it. one because I, I think, you know, you, if you debuff somebody with the sniper rifle and then, like we talk about, sticking someone with a fuse tactical is surprisingly easy, 15% more damage on that. Yeah. Or you hit them and then they go behind cover, cool, Maggie's just going to shoot a amped uh, riot drill at you. So yeah. I think those two synergize quite well uh, with Vantage for those kind of cases of getting people out from behind cover and emphasizing even more damage off that debuff. Then the only kind of caveat to this section of the episode is Vantage's abilities are pretty dang flexible. Mm-hmm. You could couple her up with Watson, go up in a tower, play super defensive, put her behind Rampart's amped uh, cover, very defensive, or you could couple her with Bangalore and Octane and push fights because you're able to crack shields better than anybody else for free. 
Um, so she is such a good fit onto most teams if you're leaning into whatever play style the rest of the team wants to do. I think she's a great addition. Yep, agreed. When it comes to ranked, though, kind of our new advice on if you want to play Vantage in ranked, who should you put on her team in order to make the most of it? Or more of a question of can Vantage fit onto a ranked lineup? Um, our answer is yes. It's pretty easy, softball, mm-hmm. um, because she scans the beacon. You yep. know, that's a serious role on any ranked team. She can do that. Having a free weapon allows her to obviously do a little quicker. Level up the Evo. A free weapon is a free weapon. Coupling her with Gibraltar for the necessary bubble. And then if you want to add in that rotation component, which is really important, like Valk, or more aggression to close the gap, I think Octane or Ash are going to be a great fit. Yeah. So Vantage, Gibby, Valk, Vantage, Gibby, Ash, Vantage, Gibby, Octane are. I believe going to be really strong ranked compositions if you want to highlight Vantage's strengths. Yeah, I think I could see myself early on at least trying to fit Vantage in, running with one of these comps. And hey, maybe uh, throw Newcastle in instead of the Gibraltar if you want to get crazy uh, as well for the time being. But I think pairing her with someone that has the ability to move the team uh, is key. And you're obviously giving up something one way or another if you go Valk versus if you go Ash or Octane, you're giving up kind of long range for shorter range. And there's give and takes with that. What are you more comfortable playing around is kind of what that comes down to, I think, for a lot of people. Overall, though, where do you kind of stand on Vantage? Is she a great legend that was introduced to the game? Is she a failure of game design? Uh, Is she going to be meta uh, for the time being? Where do you kind of uh, end up on her? I really like her. I don't think that she's going to stay in the top five legends. Um, I think she's very niche in what she accomplishes, but I love that. And I think that it's necessary when building out a new legend. I think her mobility tech is going to get easier and stronger as people get more used to it. The part of her kit that I think needs some attention, perhaps, is the whole marking enemies and making them more prone to 15% more damage from bullets. Um, Just something that I think isn't very clear in the UI. It's difficult to communicate that. It's difficult to tell how powerful it is. So addressing that, I think, is important. But I want to ask a question. What do you think first impressions about Vantage? And then I'll ask my important question. <laughs> okay, okay. I was like, well, this is, you Let's really lobbed that one. No, I think I really like her. I think her synergy between all three areas of her kit is what I truly enjoy. You use the tactical to get height in its simplest form, and then you snipe from it, and you use the passive on all guns to be able to be more effective at range from the height that you grabbed with the tactical. I'm quite surprised by her horizontal mobility. It's really impressive to me and adds a versatility into her kit that could, I think, keep her more relevant. Um, I think, yeah, she's going to suffer from being a difficult legend that requires comms to get the most out of, and snipers are hard for a lot of people. And this is a pretty easy sniper, but it's still a harder weapon to use. And so I think it's not always the most approachable thing. I think she's going to be a ton of fun. I'm going to try and play her a good amount this season. Like I think she's going to be in my regular rotation while I try and kind of figure things out with her. And I'm then going to be curious how she also plays on, I think, the map that people see as more sniper-friendly in Olympus, Stormpoint, and World's Edge. 
I don't think Kings is the most friendly uh, friendly map to snipers. So for her to start on this one could be a little bit of a tough blow for her. But yeah, I think she, she's got some really cool elements and she has the potential to definitely be impactful at every level, which is what I always look for in a legend. Like I see how a predator could be a predator main advantage and be getting yeah. the most out of her, which you can't say that about every legend that has entered the game in recent history. It's a free high power sniper that is a one-shot finisher if you miss the knockdown shield. It's a really good ability just by itself. Um, but my important question, so Vantage is a sniper legend. We talked a little bit about it while we were highlighting that ultimate, that you don't have to pick up a sniper rifle. But the question is, should you uh, pick up a longbow? while you're playing Vantage. Is that a valuable thing? Would you recommend it? Yeah, it's an interesting thing. Um, I think there is a reason too. I personally will not be with how I play. I think snipers can be so limiting uh, in terms of play style, uh, but I still like them and I still work them into a lot of uh, loadouts because they're quite powerful. But what her ultimate gives you in a sniper is versatility. And so by carrying a sniper, you're removing the versatility in her kit and you're almost nerfing yourself to an extent. Um, and so that's why I'll probably shy away from it. But I, I do get the argument 100% of saying, hey, I'm going to hop up on this piece of height with a longbow and fire away and increase damage and be able to do so really effectively because of the assist of being able to kind of get the blue marks and, and understand bullet drop and stuff. I could definitely see a lot of situations where you are posted up as a team of three people and ranked and you, maybe you have a sniper on your team or two snipers on your team, but Vantage isn't actually the one carrying it, but she picks it up in that situation and uses it to level up everyone's Evo before then giving it back to another teammate to then kind of close out the game with, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. What about you, though? I, I think Vantage should still be picking up Krabers, if you find. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that's, <laughs> that's a, always that's an, an exception. exception. Mm -hmm. um, but I think if you are a sniper, there are probably better options for you um, than Vantage. As weird as that is to say, the passive is strong, but she has an amazing sniper rifle. But if you love the longbow or the sentinel or the charge rifle, no hate here on that charge rifle. Um, but if you play Loba, wow, that's going to be a lot easier yeah. to get. If you play Watson and you stay back and you're just able to poke and recharge your shields off her ult and passive, that's pretty nice. If you're a Gibraltar and you're able to peek with the gun shield with the sniper, that's very good. So... It's competitive. If you like sniping, you already have a lot of good options. Don't feel pigeonholed into using Vantage exclusively because there are a lot of good abilities that can support your sniping hobbies. Mm -hmm. And sniping it might not hobbies. just be that passive, you know? I, that's, how, that's what I think. Yeah. I think she's definitely up there, like 100%. Yeah. Like if you're, if we're going to say like top three sniper legends, she's in there for mm -hmm. that passive. But yeah, she's not like clear in a way number one um because of the limitation it brings to the rest of her kit uh, as well and so yeah i think she's in a cool spot I, I like her a ton i think she's a really great addition to the game i'm excited to see how the community reacts to her 
uh, moving forward. So yeah, drop all your thoughts on Vantage in the Discord at us. I'm really curious to hear more people's opinions. Any other last thoughts on the Sniper Savant? I like her. Go out there and use her. Yep, that's going to wrap things up. Thank you to our producer, The Third Party 10, who supports over on Patreon. Hit the plus on Apple, follow on Spotify, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. Catch you next time. Peace. Hey now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs>